marked as International Childhood Cancer Day. Now, how do children develop cancer and what are the reasons behind that? To know more about this, today we are joined by BMT physician Dr. Shweta Bansal, who works as consultant pediatric oncologist at Messina Hospital. Hi, Dr. Shweta, uh, and welcome to DS Radio. Hi, Mr. Mohammed. Uh, nice to connect with you, and uh, thank you for taking this course of International Pediatric Cancer Day. I'm very glad to be here. It's it's wonderful uh, on our end also to uh, to have you as our guest. Uh, so, Doctor, my first question is like, what are the causes or say reasons for children developing cancer? Mr. Sharif, I would say this is little complicated. The easy answer would be that we don't know. We don't know exactly what is the reason behind the childhood cancer to happen. But there are multiple uh, researches or information now we have, and we can pinpoint to some of the factors. One is that we know how cancer happens, but what reasons lead to these changes in the cell leading to the formation of cancer is not known, is still not known. So what happens and why the cancer happens uh, and how it happens actually. So in our body, there are millions and trillions of cells. In children, also the similar thing is there. Something changes in the DNA or the chromosome content of the cell and something goes haywire and they become a mutant and they start growing rapidly, which is not taking care by our immune system. And they become abnormal growth and this leads to a development of a cancer. So as we know, in adults, there are multiple factors which leads to these abnormal growth or abnormal mutations in the cell. Like their lifestyles, which includes their increased intake of alcohol, smoking, or maybe a exposure to radiation or some other insecticide, pesticide, and other harmful uh, things, or maybe a lifestyle habits would be there. But in children, these habits are not there. They are not uh, exposed to such environmental factors at young age. They are not exposed to the alcohol or smoking. Still, some mutations happen. So the reason behind these mutations is definitely unknown. There are implications like maybe viruses or some other genetic factors are responsible for these changes. We have some viruses like, uh, which is known as Epstein-Barr virus or some other viruses like human papilloma viruses. They can lead to some mutations in the cell leading to some kind of a cancer in the children. But definitely we don't have any particular pinpointing answer that this is the reason why the childhood cancer happens. And uh, it can happen to any child and can happen in any family. Talking about there are these uh, the cancers, like what are the common types that, that occur in children? So again, I would start from uh, adult cancers because people know a, a lot about adult cancers and they don't know about the pediatric cancers. So I would say like pediatric cancers or childhood cancers are quite different from the adult cancers. You must have heard about the adult cancers having a throat cancer, head and neck cancer, having a breast cancer, or a uterus cancer, or cervical um, yeah, cancer, these kind of cancers. But in children, they don't have these type of cancers because these cancers are mainly related to the lifestyle changes or exposure to some harmful effects. As I said earlier, in children, we don't have any exposure like that. And hence, their cancers are quite, quite different. It is related to the development of a child. So if you see, mostly the cancers in children happen to those organs which are growing very rapidly. Hence, in children, the brain grows very rapidly. So one of the most commonest childhood cancer is a brain tumor or brain cancer. Second is the blood, which is known as leukemias or blood cancers. Uh, another important cancer which we find in children or adolescent age of growth is the uh, bone cancer. 
So their bones are growing very fast. I would say they have a bone cancer sometimes. Then we uh, other uh, other common cancers in children are uh, related to the kidneys or other internal organs like liver. So we have hepatoblastoma, we have rhabdomyosarcoma, and then uh, we can uh, the children can have uh, neuroblastoma and Wim's tumor. So different types of cancers with different organs getting affected are found in children, which are quite different from adult cancers. And talking about the numbers, doctor, do you have like some statistics like how how much it is prevalent in uh, in children and what is the mortality uh, rate in, in this case? Yeah. So uh, world over around, uh, uh, it is estimated around 2.5 to 3 lakh new cases happen each year all over the world. And out of this, eight, 70 to 80% of the cases happen in the low middle income countries. It is mainly because of the younger population in these groups and a huge uh, population density in, this, uh, in these countries. So um, uh, in India, uh, the, it is estimated around 50 to 75,000 uh, new childhood cancers are, uh, happen every year. And uh, mortality, uh, again, is different for different cancers. Uh, I, I will not talk about the mortality asset. I will talk about the survival rates and the cure rates. If you talk about the Western world, now most of the cancers like blood cancer, uh, kidney tumors, lymphomas, they have almost a cure rates of almost nine, seven, 80 to 90%. While in India or other low middle income countries, still we are not able to reach to that level. And overall, uh, I mean, the cure rates are ranges from 30 to 40 or maybe a 60%. Some of the centers which are tertiary care or tertiary care cancer centers, there, uh, the cure rates uh, reaches approximately 70 to 80%, which is almost equivalent to any Western uh, country. Uh, so there is a lot of disparity in the cure rates or in the survival rates we, which we achieve in India and other lower middle income countries. And a lot of work is going on to improve the, uh, improve the cure rates. The most important reason behind having a dismal cure rates in our country is lack of awareness and delayed detection of the cancer. So mostly the patients who come to us, they are either in the advanced or the late stages of cancer and it becomes very difficult to save them. Doctor, you spoke about the delayed uh, diagnosis, right? Like to our audience who are listening, right? So uh, how do they get to know these signs that, you know, your, your children has this sort of difficulty? Like, uh, what about that? Like, how is it diagnosed in children? Actually, the cancer doesn't uh, have a different signs and symptoms. Many of the cancers, they mimic the common illness. If the ch Mostly the children, they present to us with the fever, which is not responding to any antibiotics. There is a loss of weight. There is a loss of appetite. And um, these are the common symptoms sometimes we see in children. But I would say any child whose fever is not responding for more than a week or more than a 10 days to antibiotics and the investigation, anything, then they definitely need to see an expert. Another important red flag sign is that if the child is having a swelling anywhere in the body, which is painless and it is increasing in size, like in the neck region or in the hands or in the legs, if that swelling is increasing, kindly show it to an expert. It is better to get over-investigated rather than under-investigated because it can lead to problems later on. And any child who is not taking interest in playing 
and who is like to sit most of the time or he is constantly complaining of uh, pain in the legs uh, uh, which are like uh, decreasing his daily activity or there is a backache or there is a headache then definitely these are red flag signs we should be considered properly and need to be checked uh, other sign is that if the child is having a red color passing a red color urine dark color urine again uh, it's better to get properly investigated so these are the few red signs uh, which every parent or a pediatrician should know and if anything which is looks like uncommon it is better to consult the uh, specialist so that the doubts can be cleared at an early stage mm. yes no uh, coming back to the uh, the treatment doctor like what are what options do uh, you know uh, are available in india and where does india stand in you know pediatric cancer treatment when compared to you know the west pediatric cancers are very simple to treat they though they are very very aggressive in nature but uh, they are uh, they respond to the treatment very well so most of the pediatric cancers i would say like around 70 to 80% of the pediatric cancers can be treated by a routine chemotherapies which are easily available in any part of the world or any part of our country as well only 10 to 20% are the cancers which require some advanced therapies and i would say india is um, is uh, uh, india's medical facilities are uh, improving very fast and many of the centers in the country especially in mumbai they are able to provide lot of advanced we are having uh, immunotherapies to treat the relapse uh, leukemias and other um, stage 4 tumors many of them are available like uh, but still few of them are not available in india but work is going on and maybe in next few years i think there will be a um, availability of other advanced therapies now we are having multiple targeted therapies and immunotherapies which are uh, available and uh, some of these uh, therapies are available in our country but some of them are not available like car t cell therapy or other targeted therapies uh hopefully next few years these these will also become available in our country as well and we'll be able to treat more um, advanced stage cancers uh, in much better way in our country doctor what about the gene therapy and how do you see that uh, evolving here gene therapy is more of a immunotherapy in cancer treatment uh, as we know that our immune system is good enough to take care of the cells if you see in a normal person the cancer cells keep, keep on coming up but it is our immune system who which keeps these cancer cells in check uh, so similar kind of a models are now coming up to uh, improve our own immune system so that they can check the cancer if it happens in the body and uh, these are known as immunotherapies so we have certain drugs which can uh, which inhibits the certain checkpoints in the uh, cancer cells and uh, uh, let them undergo uh, apoptosis which is kind of a natural death of the cell and uh, uh, many drugs are available now and another important therapy which is coming up is known as a car t cell which is known as which is actually means chimeric t cell antigen uh, receptor kind of a t cell in these t cells they are uh, infused with the certain receptors and these receptors uh, when they uh, go inside the person's body they directly uh, attack the cancer cells only they don't attack any other cells they find the cancer cell and they attack them they destroy them 
and uh, the person becomes cancer free. So it is kind of a miraculous therapies which are coming up and uh, can be very, very helpful. Regarding the gene therapies, they are more useful in other benign conditions like uh, hemoglobinopathies and other disorders and they are look, getting looked into it. But you know, for cancer therapies, more of immunotherapies now uh, are in place. Mm -hmm. uh, doctor, my next question, I think you'll uh, very much relate to it. Like, you know, the moment you tell a person, you know, the word cancer, the first thing that comes to the mind is the expensive treatment, you know, that that would follow. So what about, you know, the expense about the cancer care treatment? Are, you know, is it an expensive affair? Like, what, what, what do you think? So definitely the treatment is expensive. It's not because it is not a one-time cost. Most of the cancers, they require a long-term treatment and they require frequent visits and frequent investigations to see where the cancer is heading. So we need to do some repeat investigations and all those things and ultimately the cost comes out to be high. So as you know, like I mean, the parents, they have to go to their offices, but because they have to accompany child to the hospital, they have they lose their job they are not able to uh, go to their offices or to their job and they are not able to uh, um, earn for the family and uh, because of that um, all these things add up to the financial uh, financially it becomes difficult for the parents or the family to sustain the treatment so we have uh, various ngos and um, we have various organizations who do help the patients uh, sometimes I have seen many of the parents uh, whose children have been treated, they come forward and they help the other parents and other children to tide over this crisis. Um, but definitely uh, treatment itself is not that very costly. But as I said, like it is a long treatment, it requires multiple investigations and uh, frequent visits from the parents. It becomes a little difficult for the family to sustain the whole thing. Uh, doctor, my final question uh, to you is, you know, for a child and the parent, you know, when they come to know that, uh, you know, there is, uh, they've been, uh, the child is diagnosed with cancer, it's a traumatic experience. Now, uh, especially when it comes to a child, right, at least adult, uh, you know, there are, uh, so you can counsel them, you know, you can uh, make them understand and, you know, uh, uh, there you can have a conversation with, with an adult. But for a child, what should be done? Is, is there any therapy or counseling available? Yeah. So whenever we treat a child with cancer, there are always two aspects of it. One is taking care of a child. And second is taking care of caregivers, that is parents. So whenever we have to break this news to the parents that there is something wrong with the child or we are suspecting a cancer, definitely it becomes very difficult for them and it is like a shattering news for them you know so uh, uh, we have counselors and we have social workers to help the parents to understand like what is actually is happening a lot of counseling is required whenever another whenever a child is diagnosed with a cancer regarding children i would say like the children who are very young age it is difficult to tell them but uh, uh, but we have seen once they are well, because of their illness, they are very, very sick in the beginning. But once we give them therapy, they bounce back. And these are the people, these are the children who bring a lot of happiness and joy in our OPDs also. So they always keep, uh, come with smiling. They like to have chocolates. They talk about their uh, daily activities in a joyful manner. And it becomes actually a very lively kind of a thing. So children who are young, they are not very difficult to manage.
the most difficult part in the childhood cancer is the management of the children who are of adolescent or young adults so they do understand and they understand that their normal life has been uh, affected and they do become depressed and for those patients uh, we do have a proper clinical psychologist to help them to understand what they are going through and um, how they can come out of it and uh, participate more actively in their treatment and help in recovery whenever a child is diagnosed with a cancer as i said it is very very difficult for the family to understand uh, they get do get confused where to go what to do uh, whom to approach and where to take the treatment so uh, what we do in our center is that we always have a multidisciplinary um, uh, uh, meetings so in that we do a counseling of the parents we try to explain them what is actually happening with the child and uh, what investigations or what treatment is is required in that uh, multidisciplinary meetings we have a social uh, counselor we have a pediatrician who is actually in contact with the family for few years so they know the family very well and myself as a pediatric oncologist over there to give an expert opinion about what is actually happening now the second part of this is like what to tell to the child because uh, for a child to stay in the hospital to undergo so many pricks and uh, undergo treatment it becomes very difficult to explain what is actually happening so mostly what we tell the parents initially is that you have to explain to the child that there is some infection which has to come out from the body and for that some treatment needs to be given so slowly slowly we try to uh, share the diagnosis uh, with the child mostly the young children they don't understand they are very uh, they they only understand that something is wrong with them and they need to take treatment and uh, uh, and when their parents are with them they are, most of them are able to take it the difficult part comes with the adolescent and uh, teenagers where they become sometimes rebellion they become depressed and uh, they under they know how to access the net they uh, they definitely look uh, at the google and try to get some information about the things which are happening to them and uh, once they discovered that uh, the things have not been revealed to them completely they become more uh, upset about it so for the older children we always tell the parents that they need to talk to the parents and we have a clinical psychologist also on board and together they talk to the child that this is happening and most probably probably this these are the things which are wrong with the body and these are the treatment options and if we take this treatment properly definitely we can win over and we can get over this thing so this is the way this the it is a slow process it is a difficult process but mostly um, we are able to counsel many of the children with this sure so it was a uh, uh, wonderful having a conversation with you doctor and think uh, you shared some um, great insights on you know the issue of cancer in childhood thank you for giving your inputs to decaner it was wonderful having you on our show thank you thank you so much That's all in today's episode. Tune in this evening on our news update podcast from the newsroom to catch all the exciting developments of the day and to get the news while it's still budding. For latest news and updates, log on to www.deckenherald.com. Check out our e-paper at www.deckenheraldepaper.com. To read news on the go, sign up to our Telegram channel t.me/deckenheraldnews. Keep up with the news from your interested sphere by downloading the all-new Deckenherald app, in which you can personalize, have quick glance at news shots, check highlights, and even listen. 
too. You can get it from Google Play Store and Apple App Store and you can find the links to the same in the description.